0: The earth is warming, the bird song increases, the sweeter breeze brushes our cheeks, and the earth holds hope in her seeds and buds. Come, let us gather this morning with joyful noise, with warm hearts, and with hopeful spirits. For we are one with the renewal of the earth and blessedly held in the love of one another. The words of Susan Davison Archer. Good morning and happy May, happy first of May and welcome to our weekly Zoom service. My name is Matt Pardeter Villareal. I am the intern minister here at First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque and your service leader for today. I am joined by worship leader Judy Goring and our tech team of DJ Chris Paul and ushers Raymond Wolfgang and Erica and Alex johnson Jimenez. Our time for all ages was prepared by our associate minister, the Reverend Bob Lavallee, and the music was prepared by our music directors, Susan Pack, soloist Dave Edwards, and our chalice choir. If this is your first or second time with us and you feel comfortable, we invite you to put your name and where you are joining us from in the chat so that we can say hi and welcome you properly. Before we get started, Judy has a few announcements. Good morning.
1: As we continue to evolve with the COVID-19 pandemic and coffee hour and other activities return to the church courtyard, we are relaxing outdoor masking on the church physical campus. People attending in-person are now invited to mask or not as they feel comfortable when outdoors. We will continue requiring masks in worship services in the sanctuary for the foreseeable future. The final installment of the Masculinity Documentary Series happens tomorrow, Monday, April 18th. We'll watch The Work, a documentary about a men's group of Folsom Prison. The film begins at 7 p.m. and will be shown at view. I think there might be a mistake in that date. <laughs> All men are invited to attend. Attendance at the prior documentaries are not mandatory. Invite your male friends. To register or to find the correct date on that, use the link in the chat, or you can find the link in the April Messenger. After registering, you will receive a confirmational email containing information about joining the meeting. A reminder to sign up for one of the discussion groups reading Mistakes and Miracles starting this month. This is part of First Unitarians' effort to prepare for the voting of the eighth principle at our next annual meeting. Contact Linda Skye or Ellie Van Mill to sign up or with any questions. Their emails are being shared in the chat.
2: Kenny, I see you've got your greeter hat on today.
3: Yeah, I do. But where's your hat, Sue?
2: Well, I have virtual hats. I have a lot ushering hat, and I have a music hat, and I have a tutoring hat, and one more. I'm actually the Congregational Liaison for the
3: UUSC. Oh, UUSC, another acronym. What is that? It's the Unitarian Universalist Service Committee. It's our UU justice organization. Well, speaking of justice, I have a justice hat around here. I'm serving as a volunteer uh, social justice coordinator. Oh, okay. I haven't heard anything about USC, recently.
2: Well, our annual fundraising campaigns were suspended during the pandemic, of course. However, our social justice council generously donated during that time from their online auctions for those two years. But today is the kickoff of our rejuvenated Guest at Your Table campaign. Oh, the little boxes, I love those. Uh, hold that thought.
3: Why do we need the UUSC? I mean, I'm just thinking our church does an awful lot of social justice programming with the ESL, with the tutoring, with
2: EarthWeb, with a lot of other things that are going on. We sure do. These are excellent ways that we work toward justice. But the UUSC works worldwide for human rights and better communities for the oppressed, something that it's difficult for our church to do locally. Oppression, of course, has many sources, ethnic brutality, war, discrimination, migration, genocide, climate change, you name it. How? Well, the UUSC partners with over 60 grassroots organizations who understand the problems and know how to solve them. And the UUSC then provides funding and helps in the logistics. They've done this for 80 years now. So, another auction? Well, not this time. Guest at Your Table is about each of us increasing our awareness of the UUSC programs and supporting their work through our donations as a church community. This includes everyone. So it's not just for kids anymore.
3: Uh, Adults can take part? Yes. Lots of small donations, then, can really add up, can't they? You know, if every family just gave $5, we could raise over $2,000 here. I guess, of course, not everybody can give $5, but some people can give more. How much does it cost to be a member of UUSC?
2: Well, we're all donating, and one dollar
3: works. You mean I can be a member of this organization for one dollar? I bet. Well, who are are these mysterious guests that
2: are at our table? Well, every year, UUSC creates, uh, selects four persons to represent those who benefit from its programs. For instance, Myra is a survivor of ethnic violence in Burma. UUSC in speaking out against the brutality. So, how can we donate? Well, UUSC has created an online donation page just for our congregation, much like a Gofen- GoFundMe page. The URL is in the Messenger, the weekly eBlast, and in the chat. We can watch our participation and donations grow as we donate.
3: So how can we donate to to this church to this program well you can also
2: give on the new online church donation giving page Uh, look for a picture of a table and donations in envelopes marked UUSC can be placed in the offering as well but I still
3: like those little boxes
2: yes we have cut and paste do-it-yourself boxes just return your donation during May Where can I get some more information? At the UUSC website, which is UUSC.org. Also, you can visit the UUSC table after Sunday services during May. Look for the logo banner with a chalice and helping hands. There you'll find pamphlets, envelopes, stickers for your name tag to show your support.
3: What about goodies? I get pretty hungry at 12 o'clock. Well,
2: yes, we'll have treats from other countries to enjoy now and with your beverage when coffee hour returns. Let's have some fun while we commit to supporting human rights, thriving communities,
1: and healthy planet. Thanks, I'm in. Thank you. Our chalice lighting this morning. As the budding flower burst into bloom, as the glowing light kindles into flame, may the spirit of love and life bloom and flame within us with ever renewing light and love.
4: Cinco, no, cinco,
1: my dog, Lorelai, and could you please join me in the children's affirmation? We are Unitarians, universalist people of faith, with open minds,
4: loving hearts,
1: and helping hands.
0: Let's go ahead and pause the chat for a few moments during the meditation and prayer. This guided meditation is based on an earth meditation ritual written by pagan author and educator, Patty Wiggington. Wiggin- Find a comfortable position if you haven't already. and Go ahead and close your eyes if that is comfortable for you. Try and assume a position that has as much of your body as possible in direct contact. Use all of your senses to attune to earth. Relax your body and breathe slowly through your nose, and imagine yourself out in nature, perhaps in the middle of a field, and take in the scents around you. You may smell freshly cut grass, or damp earth, or flowers and leaves. Become aware of the earth beneath your body. Feel the cool breeze blowing by and allow yourself to become in tune to the rhythms of nature. And once you are completely relaxed, imagine and focus on the warmth of the sun on your face. Feel that warm golden light being absorbed into your body. Feel the light of the sun warming your head and face a little at a time, just as the earth is being warmed back up. Imagine this light working its way along your body, traveling through your neck, down to your chest, where your heart chakra is located. Allow it to warm your heart, then feel it traveling slowly down through your abdomen. As this light warms your body, feel it connecting you to the ground beneath your body as well. Imagine this warmth spreading, a golden glow journeying along your legs, your knees, and finally to your feet. By the time the sensation reaches your feet, you should feel as though your entire body has been infused with the warmth and light of the returning sun. Feel your connection to the earth. Imagine that warmth growing and spreading from your body into the ground. Visualize the awakening roots, seeds, and other life that is just below the surface. Share your warmth and light with them and feel your own roots growing into the soil. Feel the stability and security of the earth beneath you. Keep your breathing even and regular and enjoy the sensation of being one with the soil, the grass, and even the rocks below. Remain in this place of connection as we observe two minutes of sacred silence together.
1: This community is made of love, of all the delight and care that lies between and among us, even in a virtual space like this one. Sharing our joys and concerns, being generous and vulnerable with one another, strengthens that connection, magnifies that joy, allows us to lighten one another's burdens. If you cannot cannot share in the chat for any reason, we would love to know what's in your heart Please contact us at caring at uuabq.org. Share our joys and concerns.
4: Thank you.
5: Dizendo meu ouvido, porque choras sem meu filho? Hum, hum, hum. Falei da minha dor, angústia e temor e o ardor do coração. A verdade que eu não posso escapar Teu olhar me diz, aqui estou Deixa eu te amar hum. Teu olhar me diz, aqui estou
0: Great and powerful Mother Earth creative and potent source of all. As we transition into this time of year, you not only bring us warmer weather, but an awareness of and a connection to that life that is all around us. May we celebrate and revel in this joyous emergence of new life and all the blessings you have bestowed upon us this Beltane Sunday. In addition to the joy of the seeds that have burst open and the new green sprouts that have shot forth from them, we also celebrate the many other joys that have blessed our lives this week. Joys like time with family, roses and irises, beautiful springtime, birthdays, friendships, and love between people. As those that have come before us have passed through and leapt over the bonfires that are lit this night in search of protection from sickness and injury, we come to this moment heavy with the concerns of our hearts. We remember Chris Johnson, who was recently diagnosed with stomach cancer. We remember Reverend Ron Hersom, a former intern and associate minister of this congregation who passed away on April 23rd. We remember Ray Rakowski who continues to recover at home after suffering a mild heart attack and we wish Ray a very happy 92nd birthday today. We remember Brienne Stout who continues to recover at home after recent surgery. We pray and cry out for an end to war and violent conflicts all over the world, especially Ukraine, Yemen, Palestine, Myanmar, Central America, and many others. We cry out against the wave of anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQIA legislation nationwide and work towards the day when those laws can be overturned. We cry out against the effects of climate change and environmental degradation and those affected by it, especially those here in New Mexico in the path of wildfires for all the unhoused in our community and those affected by hyperinflation and rising rent prices, and for those affected by addiction and mental illness in all of its many forms. For our church as it continues to navigate a time of transition and growth, remembering especially our Director of Religious Education, Mia Norrin, who is currently on medical leave. For all of these, And for those prayers which remain silently on our minds and in our hearts, we lift them up to the great powers of healing and renewal, known by many names. May it ever continue to be so. Amen. Blessed be. And peace be with you.
1: Our reading this morning, Ben Knocked Blessing by John O'Donohue. On the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble, may the clay dance to balance you. And when your eyes freeze behind the gray window and the ghost of loss gets into you, may a flock of colors indigo, red, green, and azure blue come to awaken in you a meadow of delight. And when the canvas frays in a conrock of thought and a stain of ocean blackens beneath you, may there come across the waters, a path of yellow moonlight to bring you safely home. May the nourishment of the earth be yours. May the clarity of light be yours. May the fluency of the ocean be yours. May the protection of the ancestors be yours. And so may a slow wind work these words of love around you, an invisible cloak to mind your life.
0: I have spent much of my time as a Unitarian Universalist, especially since beginning the process of ministerial formation, having conversations with various people both within and from outside the denomination, clearing up misconceptions about what exactly it is that we believe and what exactly it is that we as UU Ministers do. One of the most common misconceptions that I have run into is explaining the six sources of our living tradition. When mentioning that our faith draws inspiration from Jewish and Christian teachings, which call us to respond to God's love by loving our neighbors as ourselves, wisdom from the world's religions, which inspire us in our ethical and spiritual life, humanist teachings, which counsel us to heed the guidance of reason and the results of science, and spiritual teachings of Earth-Centered religions which celebrate the sacred circle of life and instruct us to live in harmony with nature, I have found myself having to try to explain that this does not, in fact, make me a subject matter expert in everything having to do with Christianity, Judaism, Humanism, and Earth-Centered religions all at once nor do we spend our time studying everything about those religions to become UU ministers, although we certainly do devote time to learning from and exploring these various sources during our ministerial careers. So when the opportunity to do a service and a sermon about Beltane presented itself, I was forced to swallow my pride and admit that I did not know very much about Beltane, or the history and significance around it. Thankfully, this congregation is blessed with a wonderful chapter of Cups, the Covenant of Unitarian Universalist Pagans, who were a wonderful help in helping me prepare for the sermon that is here before you today. What is Beltane, you may or may not be asking yourself. Beltane is a Gaelic festival meaning traditionally celebrated by people in Gaelic countries like Ireland, Scotland, the Isle of Man, and Wales, that marks the halfway point between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. One of the other names for Beltane in Ireland was first of summer, and usually coincided with the day that the sun was at its peak during the year, usually around the first of May. The festival was a celebration of the transition from the colder months of winter to the arrival of warmer spring weather and the beginning of summer. Along with the transition of the weather and the seasons, it was also the time when farmers would transfer their cattle and other animals from the fields where they had been grazing during the winter to the fields where they would be during the summer. A common ritual. In, part in Ireland and parts of Scotland, which still exists today in some places, was to douse the main hearth fire and light two large bonfires at night and drive the cattle between them. The idea was that the flames, smoke, and ashes were seen to have protective powers and was a way of richly purifying them and shielding them from the threat of disease and injury. The farmers would also walk between the two bonfires themselves and sometimes leap over the bonfires and their embers to purify themselves. They would also bring torches lit from the ritual bonfires back with them to their homes to relight the hearth, thereby offering protection for their homes as well. Once at home, they would cook up a Beltane feast that included such food and drink as oatmeal cakes called bannock, and a drink called caudal made from eggs, butter, oatmeal, and milk. Before partaking in the feast, a piece of the bannock was taken and thrown over one's shoulder as an offering to the spirits before eating. Beltane was also a time, like Samhain in the fall, when it was believed that the veil between both the human realm and the spirit world was at its thinnest, and spirits could pass freely between the two worlds. Of particular concern at Beltane were the Is She, a group of fairies or elves believed to be the descendants of fallen angels who were appeased with various offerings and had a reputation for stealing milk and other dairy products, hence the need for protection for the cows. Many of the decorations seen at Beltane have to do with white and yellow flowers, such as primrose, gorse, hazel, and marsh marigold. These were seen both as symbols of flowers that would have been in bloom at this time of year, and to evoke the images of fire and light that were present, and to offer extra protection. The oldest person in each family would also keep a small tree or branch of hawthorn, rowan, holly, or sycamore as a maybush, which they would decorate with flowers, ribbons, painted shells, eggshells left over from Easter, and other handmade decorations that would remain up until May 31st. May bushes are a common sight to this day in the Canadian province of Newfoundland and Labrador, which has a large Gaelic diaspora population. The traditional celebrations of Beltane had disappeared by the mid-20th century until they were revived by those in the Wicca and Neo-Pagan traditions. While some Celtic Reconstructionists try to stay as true to the original celebrations as possible, much of the modern-day Wicca and neo-Pagan observances of Beltane are syncretic, combining the Gaelic customs of Beltane with those of May Day, a Germanic festival observed in many parts of Europe to this day, along with various other traditions. One of the key traditions of May Day that has been revived is the wrapping of the maypole a tradition which has its origins in traditional fertility celebrations and joy in the returning of summer weather. It involves setting up a large wooden pole with red and white ribbons attached at the top. Those participating in the maypole dance each grab one end of the ribbons and dance around the maypole to musical accompaniment, weaving the ribbons into intricate designs around the maypole and and often adding flowers and other decorations into the design. was common for entire villages and communities, including people from all generations to participate in the maypole dances. Maypoles were erected in the town square and all were invited to participate, be it dancing around the maypole or playing music and singing during the festivities. Our own Coyote Willow Cups is hosting a maypole dance on the children's playground behind the RE building directly after the 11 o'clock service today, and all are welcome to pick up a drum or a rattle and join in with the merrymaking. The celebration will also be live streamed on Zoom for those who cannot be there in person but would still like to join in remotely. Regardless of where the traditions that are observed either personally or collectively on Beltane originate from, There are several themes in the celebrations that are present and familiar to all of us. We all here in New Mexico are aware of the changing of the seasons and the arrival of warmer weather here in our own backyards. One only has to look to our church courtyard to see purple irises in bloom around the cottonwood tree which is beginning to show off its new leaves and is filled again with robins stopping by to offer their joyous songs to all who will listen. The emerging promise of new life is something for which many of us have been hungering. We have all had our difficult moments over the past three years where we have wondered if we would ever get the opportunity to re-emerge back to some semblance of life that we knew before. And even though new life as we know it has been forever changed because of COVID and the pandemic, we are still cautiously optimistic as we move forward into the summer months that we can be together as a blessed community of communities again. At its core, Beltane is a celebration that invites us into participation as a community, a diverse intergenerational community of diverse backgrounds, and various levels of society to not only come together, but to have the opportunity to create the celebration together and to make it our own. Beltane also gives us the opportunity to get outside and surround ourselves with the nature that we are instructed to be in harmony with. We sometimes take for granted the fact that we, here in New Mexico, are residents of a state that is filled with such natural beauty all around us turn right on Comanche Road and head east, I am always in awe of the massive wall of Sandia Mountains along the horizon, and how the light and shadows play off the jagged rocks on the mountain face. We have a giant staghorned sumac tree outside our living room that has begun to bloom and is attracting the the likes of white-winged doves, lesser goldfinches, endless amounts of sparrows, even a ladder-backed woodpecker the other day. I even spent half a block of my morning walk the other day accompanied by a roadrunner as my traveling companion before it hopped away in search of small lizards or something else for breakfast. Also after the 11 o'clock service today at church, there is a sustainability fair taking place in the church courtyard today. How wonderful to have so much life happening back on our church campus again. And I encourage you to take time visiting among the various tables, if you have a chance, and taking in all the information and learning about the different ways that we can do our part towards being more environmentally conscious and helping to make sure that new life is emerging all around us this summer, and it can be maintained and preserved both through the rest of this year and hopefully for many future generations here in New Mexico to come. Then. Take a moment to wander over to the maypole celebrations, and allow yourself a moment to let your hair down. Pick up an instrument and make a joyful noise. It is always a beautiful thing to participate in the creation of things together. Whatever you do after the service today, I hope you will carry the words of Lynn Cox's prayer of co-creation for Beltane in your hearts, both this day and in the days and weeks ahead. Will you pray with me? Creative spirit, source of life and love, we give thanks for the beauty of this day and for the company of those assembled here. Thank you for the breezes of change, clearing our heads and bringing fresh ideas. May they cleanse our minds of the oppressions and isms that divide us. Thank you for the flame of hope the heat of righteous anger, the warmth of compassion, and the fire of commitment. May they bubble the cauldrons of transformation. Thank you for oceans of love, rivers of connection, tears of relief, and pools of serenity. May healing waters flow over us and through us and among us, wearing down the sharp rocks of despair to bring joy in the morning. Thank you for the good earth beneath us, around us, and within us. May we take this clay and co-create a new realm of justice and beauty. Thank you for all these and more. We accept our gifts and commit to building, sculpting, painting, singing, and dancing them to life, to abundant life. So be it, blessed be. May it ever continue to be so, blessed be, amen, shalom, as-salamu alaykum. namaste, thank you all so much.
1: The passing of the plate is a sacrament of the free church and a symbol of the hard-won freedom to support the religious congregation of our choosing. The offering is not a fee paid for services rendered. We give because we believe in what this church stands for, freedom and covenant, knowledge over superstition, compassion over fear and hate, justice instead of oppression and a world redeemed, its people all made new. Our Change for the Future organization for March, April, and May is the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico, providing advocacy, education, and direct services in support of transgender, gender non-conforming, non-binary, and gender-variant people and their families. You can make an offering online by clicking on the link that we'll put in the chat box. And if you prefer not to give online, you can simply mail a check to the church and include change for the future on the memo line. Let us now give freely and generously an offering to sustain and strengthen our shared religious community.
0: given in generosity received in gratitude. Thank you on behalf of First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque and our change for the future recipient, the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico. We're coming to the end of our service today, but if you would like to stay on and chat with a few of your fellow sibling congregants, and we always would love it if you would, please stay on after the end credits and we will place you in one of our breakout rooms. Before we extinguish our chalice, um, actually, before we do that, there is a discussion question for you to consider. In the spirit of Beltane and Mayday, where do you see the emergence of new life in your life right now? In the spirit of Beltane and Mayday, where do you see the emergence of new life in your life right now? Something to consider in your breakout rooms or as you go about the rest of your day. Before we extinguish our chalice, Let's go ahead and navigate to gallery view. Look at all of the smiling faces back at you and let's engage in our pacham greeting. Place one hand over your heart, extend the other one out to the gallery, making eye contact with people as is comfortable. May we take the light from our chalices out into the world and celebrate new life and new hope that is all around us this day. May it be so, amen and blessed be. Our service has ended, but my friends, your service has just begun. Go in peace, go in joy, go in love, blessed be.